Hey, hey, welcome everybody to the Reveal It Rob show. I'm, of course, your host, Reveal It Rob, coming at you with all kinds of news this week and a review for the new mutants. Um, hope everybody's been doing great out there. I've just been me, you know, not much going on. I, uh, I've started fasting again. Dang, I've jumped right into this episode, didn't I? Um, I recently, I started back up fasting because I have a trip coming up to Universal in like three weeks. Not even that long until that trip happens, and I am super stoked. Super excited about it. I love Universal. That is my home. I always call it my home. Uh, it's not going to be Halloween Horror Nights this year, unfortunately, but still going to be super excited to be back at Universal because it's been it's been a bit. Uh, I went walking earlier today just to get the legs ready because there's a lot of walking that goes on at Universal. As well, I wore my face mask the whole time because that is a requirement over there at Universal um, at, and theme parks. Pretty much everywhere you have to wear your mask, but I wanted to kind of get adapted and used to the idea of walking around in heat because I'm here in South Carolina, heat's always a thing, and um, so I wanted to kind of get up to uh, adapt to that and all that, but nonetheless, thank you so much for joining me this week, uh, before I jump into the news, huge shout out to Zach, uh, part of the, one of the awesome people over there at Haunters Podcast, thank him again for being on last week's episode where we talked all things DC fandom, had a great time, had a blast doing that episode, can't wait to hang out with him uh, in a couple weeks at Universal, but again, thank you to thank you to Zach for joining me and of course check out Haunter's podcast it's one of the uh, greatest podcasts in the world it's one of the few podcasts I uh, listen to myself never miss an episode heck I even paid them money to listen to their stuff nonetheless let's go ahead and jump into the news and uh got got a good bit of news here because again last week's episode we talked uh DC fandom mostly so gonna jump into uh, some of the news that happened last week as well as some fresher news kicking it off with huge news especially for me um, you know, I can go back into a little bit of news about myself, dude, I finally got internet. <laughs> like I finally got internet set up and working. So got that going, got all the stuff I need, you know, Netflix, WWE network, um, Amazon prime. And I'm still picking up some stuff. I'm going to do a free, uh, trial to shutter one speaking to Zach earlier. He's talked very highly about this movie called the host. So definitely want to check that out as well. Um, I believe the, in Search of Darkness, um, documentary about 80s horror films is on there as well, which I've been dying to check that out, wishing that it was on uh, Blu-ray for the longest time. But nonetheless, I finally got internet, and one of the first things I did, I set up my profile. My picture is, of course, Billy from Stranger Things, and um, one of the first things I watched was, of course, Stranger Things. Yes, I have it on Blu-ray DVD already. I don't care. I love that show to death, and it just seemed very fitting for me for the first thing that I watch on Netflix to be Stranger Things, of course. So I'm going to go through all those. I'm going to go through all three seasons and just, you know, be happy. Um, but I bring that up because first bit of news is that Stranger Things, it may be, it's, it's going to be going longer than season four. We've been believed for the longest time now that season four might be the end for the Stranger Things uh, show. But, you know, I mean, that seems what the rumor, especially with Netflix's uh, track record, Things don't really last too long after season three. They barely get to season three with a lot of these uh, Netflix shows. But Stranger Things, huge, like, phenomenon, successful, extremely successful show. So, of course, smart move to keep this show going. But um, Ross Duffer, one of the Duffer brothers, of course, Duffer brothers are behind Stranger Things and creations and all that, um, has said, quote, season four won't be the end. We know what the end is and we know when it is, the pandemic has given us time to look ahead, figure out what is the best for the show, starting to fill out 
uh, start, yeah, starting to fill that out gave us better idea of how long we need to tell that story. So, Stranger Things Baby is lasting longer than season four, and I couldn't be more excited. I've been on record numerous times, and I will stay on record that I love this show. It's a fantastic show, very well put together. I got through two episodes last night before I uh, had to go to sleep uh, because I got to work the next day. You know, I don't want to be too tired. But <laughs> got the two episodes. It just, again, just seeing reliving all of this and just how smart and enjoyable the show is. So exciting. Can't wait to keep going through that. Um, but yeah, super excited about that. Something else to be kind of excited about, Scream. Talked about it multiple times on this show that there is a new Scream film coming. Um, David Arquette's been talkative about it. And we now have a release date. The film will be releasing January 14th, 2022. So it's even more of a real thing happening that this Scream film is coming. Of course, it's coming from the team behind uh, Ready or Not. Fantastic film. Can't wait to see uh, what they give us with Scream 5. I'm excited. It's, uh, we're going to have uh, returning cast members, David Arquette and um, Courtney Cox. Uh, Nev Campbell's in talks. And then, of course, they're going to bring in new characters as well. Uh, David Arquette said he uh, wishes Hayden Panettiere uh, would come back, which I think a lot of us do. We loved her as Kirby in Scream 4. So maybe we'll see what happens. Anything can happen in horror movies, right? So <laughs> Scream 4 now has release date. We got something to look forward to. Um, I've seen some people kind of talking back and forth that they don't like that release date. For me, horror films isn't every kind of movie so no matter where the film comes out just let it happen you know uh obviously around halloween time and spooky time might be better for horror films but i think those conjuring films normally come out in like june january june january june <laughs> july or august and those things are making money so nonetheless i'm not worried about that date i will be in film uh theaters to see that movie for show um continuing on the horror routes Blumhouse, of course, Blumhouse is always doing something. They've always got something going on. Um, Blumhouse is teaming up with John Carpenter again, as they've been working on. They did Halloween 2018. They did Halloween Kills, and I'm sure they uh, worked on Halloween Ends together as well. They are uh, teaming up to develop a reboot to The Thing, uh, the movie John Carpenter, uh, John Carpenter's version of The Thing, which was released in 1982. Uh, it's in the early stages, of course, no other, uh, details known at the time. Uh, the thing, if you don't know, kind of centers around an Antarctic research team contending with a paras parasitic alien life form that can imitate other people. Um, now the 1982 version was not the first version. This is based off of a novel. Uh, first film was released in 1951 and then we had Carpenters in 1982 and they tried to do a, uh, prequel in 2011. Got mixed reviews. I honestly have not seen that movie. I completely forgot about it till just then. But um, it's interesting. I mean, like I said, Blumhouse is doing a lot of things. And if anything, Blumhouse, John Carpenter teamed up to make some great, some great stuff with uh, Halloween. Can't wait to see what Halloween Kills gives us. Uh, it already looks amazing from the teaser trailer that we got. So I'm in. I'm in like Flynn. Um, I don't know what that means. I've never seen that movie either. I just know something else. Power said, but nonetheless, um, very good news right there. Um, speaking of, you know what, I talked about host earlier. Uh, speaking of coming off of the success of the shutter, uh, shot during quarantine horror film host is being reported that the filmmaking team of Rob Savage and Jed Shepherd, 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 um, they're teaming up again. They have already set up their next horror film that's coming and it's, which is being compared to the conjuring and the descent hell of a comparison right there. Uh, but this will be set in prison. 
Rob Savage says that the untitled film is a melding. Yeah, melding. That's an interesting word. But melding of the Prison Escape movie and the Haunted House movie, in which a group of women who stage an unsuccessful breakout attempt discover a secret room that unleashes a dark presence in the halls at night. So that sounds pretty freaking awesome, to be honest with you. He also adds that the film will have a claustrophobic quality like The Descent. Claustrophobia, let me tell you. I'm a little claustrophobic myself, so that's one heck of a horror thing to add in there. Uh, I remember seeing The Descent, and they did do claustrophobic really well. So, I'm in for it. I mean, that's, like I said, that's one heck of a comparison to say The Conjuring, a movie I absolutely love to death. And then you put in there uh, The Descent, you're going to have a claustrophobic feeling as well. So you got freaking, you got freaking haunted things in claustrophobic areas. I'm in. Sign me up. I will watch The Host soon enough, and I'll give you my uh, feelings whether I watch it, uh, whether it's on next week's episode or the week after. It's definitely, there will be a review coming for The Host, because I'm going to check that out for sure. Uh, let's see. Up next, Powerpuff Girls. Remember the cartoon show that we all loved? Um, what was it? Back in the late 90s, right? 1998. Powerpuff Girls getting a live action uh, remake, if you will. They're getting a live, well, not even remake. It's a continuation of the story. So, basically, CW... They, they're known mostly for the Arrowverse shows. And, um, you know, of course, they had Smallville before that. And they have Supernatural now still going, uh, ending very soon. Um, they are doing a live-action version of the Powerpuff Girls, uh, saying to center around now dis disillusioned 20-somethings who recent have lost their childhood, who resent... Good Lord, I can't talk all of a sudden. They, uh, I went walking. See, I did physical stuff, and I've lost the uh, ability of talking um the show will center around disillusioned 20 somethings who resent having lost their childhood to crime fighting will they agree to reunite now that the world needs them more than ever which sounds like mojo jojo's taking over baby um interesting i mean 20 somethings and cw seem to go together it seems like you know their their quality of stuff uh, of course the original powerpuff girls was a series in which professor utonium accidentally created his uh daughters if you will Created the elementary school-aged super team of Blossom, Bebbles, and Buttercup by combining sugar, spice, everything nice, and the mysterious Chemical X. Uh, as mentioned before, the show did run in 1998 to 2005. Looks like that is 78 episodes. There was a Powerpuff Girls movie in 2002 and a rebooted animated series on the Cartoon Network in 2016. So Powerpuff Girls, big name. They have a huge following. I honestly, I didn't remember they had a movie in 2002 and I didn't have not watched the uh, rebooted series. But tell you what, boy, I was in to the uh, to the Powerpuff Girls show. I watched it, I think, every single day. I had a great time with it. I loved it. I had fun with it. So will I watch the show? I'll give it a check out for sure. And then um, we'll see from there. But cool on them. Good to know that that uh, franchise still running forward. If that's successful, hey, mate, hey, CW, give us a Dexter's Laboratory. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, CW, give us a Johnny Bravo. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, anyways, keep going. <laughs> Back in the horror realms, Urban Legend has begun casting for its reboot. That's right, the 90s film Urban Legend is being rebooted and casting has begun. The movie will center on a diverse cast of college students as they navigate a series of bizarre deaths that resemble Urban Legends linked to the darkest corners of social media. Uh, this will also introduce a new iconic slasher for the digital age in a world where internet urban legends are born 
and move at a terrifying pace. So obviously they're moving into the, this day and age with um, digital media, social media, everything, you know, is always in our hands. It's always available to us. And there's been a lot of stuff on the internet. I think the Slenderman thing is the first thing that's coming to mind that just internet urban legend that just freaked so many people out and led to so many, it actually led to some real life crimes and everything. So you can kind of guess where they're going with this. Internet urban legends is going to be the focus for the urban legend reboot. Makes sense for this day and age. So again, I will check it out. Uh, let's see up next, moving over to Sonyville. Craven the Hunter is the next Spider-Man spinoff film that will be, of course, centering around the notorious anti-hero known as Serger, Sergi, yeah, Sergi Cravenoff or Craven the Hunter. Uh, Craven is, of course, a renowned big game hunter who aims to kill Spider-Man to prove himself as the world's greatest hunter, but maintains a code of honor and justice, treating his adversaries as equals. He's also the half-brother of the Chameleon, and he is one of the founding members of the super-villain team, the Sinister Six. So, Sony has the rights to the Spider-Man films. They've teamed up with uh, Marvel for the MCU to have Spider-Man in those films, and that seems to still be going forward. But, while they've been doing that, Sony's been been creating these spin-off films with, like, Spider-Man villains, or anti-heroes, if you will. Um, most recently, we had the Venom film, and we have uh, the next anti-hero film coming will be Venom Let There Be Carnage. was supposed to release this October. has been pushed back to June 25th, 2021. Um, as well, Morbius was supposed to come out. That has now been pushed back to March 2021. Craven the Hunter now being the next film added to that list. Morbius, I'm super excited about. Um, love the trailer, first sight of it. Absolutely loved it and to the movie, right? Uh, Venom, not the hugest fan of the film, uh, the first film. Thought Tom Hardy was great in it. That was about it. Uh, so Venom, let there be carnage. I'm going in there. Skeptical. Uh, Craven the Hunter. Sounds like an awesome character. Um, again, I'm a pro DC guy, so I haven't read a lot of the Marvel comics, so I can't tell you how I feel about uh, Craven the Hunter. But, you know, good on him. Let's go ahead and see what they give us with that film. Speaking of the Sony films, Olivia Wilde is rumored to now be uh, directing a secret female-led Marvel film at Sony. And the rumor is that it will be Spider-Woman. Um, I am here for this mostly because Olivia Wilde made a fan, directed a fantastic movie by the name of Booksmart, which if you've not seen that yet, see it. Fantastic movie. So I'm into that already because Olivia Wilde, she's already on my uh, my radar as a uh, director of quality stuff. But yeah, Sony is moving forward there with the uh, Spider-Man stuff that they can. And then we will, of course, see Spider-Man and Spider-Man, which is being called Homesick right now. Not the actual title of the film. Uh, maybe it is. just hasn't been confirmed. But nonetheless, stuff is going on in the Spider-Man realms. And let's see. Uh, up next in news, we have a the uh, planned theatrical reboot of The Exorcist is reportedly in the works for 2021. Um, this will be the first film we've seen on the big screen since 2005 when they had Dominion prequel to The Exorcist, which was an alternate version to The uh, Exorcist The Beginning, which was the year before that. So 2004 we had Exorcist The Beginning, then in 2005 we had Dominion prequel to The Exorcist. Uh, those films come after 1977's The Exorcist II, The Heretic, and 1990's The Exorcist Three. Uh, of course, The Exorcist. The original Exorcist is considered one of the most iconic horror films of all time. I've seen it once. I haven't gone back to it because, 
you know, it didn't it didn't do much for me. But I understand its iconic uh, level that is being put at I, as an iconic film. I get it. It deserves it. It came out in time. I've said this countless times to so many people that I kind of wish I uh, lived in that time, or if, uh, I kind of wish at least I had like a time machine where I can go back to that time where horror films. I guess if I had a time machine, I'd go back in that time. It still wouldn't make a difference. Um, so I guess I would have lived back in that time when horror films like The Exorcist came out and they were putting warnings out there that this film could cause this, this film could cause that, there's demonic stuff going on in this film, and, you know, stuff like that, because it was so different at that time when that film came out. Just horror movies are nothing like they are today, where it's just rampant and it's all over the place. Horror was such a different genre back then. So I get why The Exorcist is held in such a high regard and everything that it is. So the fact that they're doing a reboot to the exorcist you know good luck to them i i you know again i wish them the best of luck with that that is something that you're taking on that has a lot of people upset um but you know nonetheless it's happening you've heard you know my feelings about reboots I, it doesn't ruin anything for me when people when movies get rebooted or remade so again good luck to them with the exorcist Last Exorcist thing I saw was the TV show on Fox, which I did enjoy. I thought they did a great job with that TV show. So, you know, like I said, good luck to them, man. Good luck to them. You're taking on a big film, a historic film, and you're rebooting it. Go for it. Best of luck to you. All right, and um, last bit of news here before I uh, take a pause and then go to the movie review for this week for the New Mutants is... Unfortunate and very sad news that happened recently. Uh, sadly, we have lost the talented actor Chadwick Boseman. He sadly passed away over the weekend, um, losing a very courageous battle with uh, colon cancer. Chadwick, very young man. Uh, of course, know him for the Black Panther. Uh, just a fantastic job he did in every single thing, but be it, you know, Civil War when we first saw him to his solo film making history and making a huge uh, impact on so many people's lives with uh, that first film. He, of course, he played Jackie Robinson. He played Thurgood Marshall. He played James Brown. Uh, he was in 21 Bridges. I think I reviewed that film on one of my previous episodes. You know, Chadwick, talented man, and more than that, he was just a really good dude, it seems. I personally didn't know him, but it just seems... He was a really good guy, and he, like I said, he made a lot of history, and he opened a lot of doors for so many uh, people like him, you know, and seeing Black Panther, I remember when I went to the theaters, and I saw the Black Panther solo film, and it was a packed house, and normally, I'm uncomfortable, and I don't like being in, like, a packed house theater, which, you know, that's on me for going to see a superhero movie as soon as it comes out, but I remember going in there and feeling like, this is great, this is history, this is a big deal, and I was fine with it, I'm like, yeah, it's a packed house. I think if I remember my caption, I'm like, yes, it's packed in here, but I love it because this is a big deal. Black Panther was a history-making movie for so many for so many people, and it was a huge deal to kind of see for so many people to see a superhero like them finally on the big screen. So, you know, Chadwick took on a huge role. He's taken on many huge roles, as I mentioned there before, and just like I said, he seemed like he was a good dude, and I mean battling cancer himself just two years ago he was at uh, a kid's cancer hospital I forget the name because I'm me and I suck <laughs> but he was at a kid's hospital just two years ago while he was battling cancer himself he was in that hospital cheering up those kids and making you know a life memory 
thing for these people. So, so sad and unfortunate, such a young man that he passed. But, you know, he was, he's from Anderson, South Carolina. He's a home, home state man. And there's actually a petition going on right now to get a statue built for him in Anderson, South Carolina, which I hope that petition goes through. And I, like I said, he seemed like he was a good dude and he deserves it. Very talented actor, gone way before his, um, before his believe time. And, you know, he's going to be missed for sure. As far as what it means for Black Panther going forward, now's not the time to talk about that. Now's the time to remember Chadwick and appreciate what we got and what he gave us. And more importantly, what he gave to a whole, whole bunch of people, you know, just hoping to live the dream and seeing through him that is possible. So take a moment of silence for Chadwick and then I'll be back. Do you like to go to Halloween Horror Nights? Do you yourself like Hollow Scream, haunted attractions, ghostly encounters, and other scary things? Or maybe on the weekend you like to summon a ghost or go find yourself a demon. If you do, then this is the podcast for you. Haunters! You can follow us every Wednesday on Podbean, Spotify, and iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Haunters Pod. Where we're ready, ready to haunt you. Ah, oh, wonderful. It comes off kind of creepy. We're keeping it! All of you have killed someone. If you weren't here, you'd be in prison. Or worse. And your mutants are dangerous. We know. This place takes your greatest fear. It makes you live through it. Welcome back to the Reveal Rob Show, everybody. That was, of course, a trailer for this week's review, The New Mutants, the film that I have been waiting for two years to see. This movie was supposed to come out two years ago, man, but it is finally here. Let me tell you, I loved the uh, the uh, promotion for the film the last week before it came out. They're all, most of the promoter says, yes, get your tickets now. Yes, it's actually happening. And um, I believe I saw the day I actually went to see the movie. I got my tickets early, but the day I saw the movie when they were still selling tickets, they're like, hell has frozen over, the new mutants is coming out. Um, so yes, this movie has been just hit with so many rough patches. Like I said, it was supposed to come out two years ago, and it just got hit with so many things, and just they were reshooting, and just pause of production, and then we don't know when it's releasing, we don't know what we're doing with it. Then Disney showed up with their freaking wallet and bought Fox Studios, and then you know the movie just put in hiatus. Many people thought the film would never be released. Many people thought the film would go straight to Disney+. Plus, But no, it actually went to theaters, actually released to theaters, and I am very 
extremely 100% infinity percent excited and happy about the fact that I went to theaters because the film, it felt like, just from the trailers, it felt like a film that needed to be seen in theaters. And, you know, that's how I felt with it. I'm going to get into how I feel throughout the whole movie. But from the trailers alone, I was always into the movie. I was, you know, you're telling me I'm getting mutants. Um, like I mentioned earlier, I'm not the biggest Marvel fan, but I know about mutants. I've always been interested in them. So I'm getting mutants set in a horror element, like a horror feel to the film. I'm already sold on that idea alone. And then, you know, I saw the first trailer back into the back in the day. I'm like, yes, this is awesome because it was so it looks so good. It was just like it didn't really focus on the mutants' powers as much. It focused on like horror elements and nightmares and things that scare you and stuff like that. And I was like, yes, this is so awesome. I'm so into this idea. And then I had to wait, <laughs> you know, two years until this past weekend as I'm recording this episode to finally see the new mutants in theaters, which again, talked to my uh, last episode about my return in theaters to see Back to the Future. Great time. Loved it. Classic film. This is my first time back in theaters seeing a new movie and I was anticipating some changes and I'm going to get into box office and all the idiots on the internet who are talking bad about the movie because of box office and all that in a little bit. But so excited, again, being back in movie theaters. I was so amped and happy to see this film. And I wanted to take, um, I'm glad it was a couple days because I saw it Friday, uh, the day that it like release released, I think. Um, yeah, the day it released. So I saw it the day it released. After I got off work, I went right to the movie theaters to see the movie. Um, because I, I'm like I said, I'm anticipating the film, so I was ready to go in there see the film, and you know I didn't know what to expect crowd level wise. We're living in a really different world right now, um, so like I said, got my tickets, went to the theaters, all that. You know what? Before we just all over the place, and but I'm glad. Like I, I brought that up. Now I remember why I brought that up. Um, again, working out in my brain or not happy right now, but I brought that up because. Why did I bring it? Oh, because I wanted enough time to pass. Because, like, obviously this is a um, a film I was highly anticipating. Like I mentioned, I've been waiting for this movie for two years. Uh, the last month, ever since Comic-Con, when I watched the Comic-Con panel with the, uh, with the cast talking and the creators talking about the film, and got more amped. They released the first, uh, the beginning of the film, essentially. They released that scene and the new teaser trailer. I was hooked. I was in. And just since then, I've just been, it's just been wheeling in my head. Like, this is going to be the first movie, new movie I see back in theaters. It'll be the first new movie I see back in theaters. So I was really amped up and excited. And I'm glad that's taken a couple of days from watching the film to, of course, now recording this episode. Because I didn't want that. I just saw the film feeling on me when I was recording the episode. Because you know, obviously, as soon as you get out of a film, you're feeling a certain kind of emotions. So it's good to take a couple of days, take some time to really embrace how you felt about the film itself. So... Nonetheless, going in to the New Mutants synopsis for the film, mutants try to come to grips with their superpowers while staying at a secret facility, which is absolutely 100% what this film is. We meet the kids in the secret facility. They've all they all have mutant powers and they're all at the beginnings of learning those powers, right? Maybe not Magic so much. She kind of seemed like she knew what she was doing, but the rest of them you know, they're all in, they didn't know what happened, and like we've seen in other films, like the mutants, when they first get their powers, they're not really aware of how to use them, they don't know how they got them, and they just know they had them, tragic event happened, and they don't know exactly how to use them, and how to control them, how to control them, and all that, so 
if you, you know you've got that with the other x-men films and this is part of the x film x film i'm calling it the x film universe and basically is essentially it's gonna be the last x-men movie that we get uh, as far as the mcu goes they're talking mutants they haven't really mentioned x-men and anything like that and some people want the name changed from x-men but that's a whole different story but this is the last of the 20th century uh fox films of the mutants if you will and speaking of 20th century fox felt pretty great to hear the uh 20th century fox drum roll at the be uh at the beginning of the film it felt really good um and of course it doesn't say fox it just says 20th century studios now but that the feeling of the film is very much like we've seen in other kind of X-Men films where new characters trying to learn their powers and come to grips with their powers. Um, I mentioned earlier, except for Magic, she's kind of um, egotistical, if you will. Very, very proud of herself and kind of seems to know what she's doing and doesn't care and she's happy and all that. The rest of the characters um, seem, seem, you know, like they're trying to get used to it and seem a little humbled by the idea they're trying to figure out and a little scared at stuff that's going on. Um... And, you know, it's in a facility, so like like I said, so we got the basic film like we've had with uh, Mutants before. You now put them in a horror element as opposed to like an action thriller kind of thing like we've seen before. You now put them in like a horror movie. And God, let me tell you, that's one of the positives for me for this film. I don't know about anybody else, but the positive for me for this film is they nailed the horror elements. They, they freaking, There's the feeling of dread, there's the feeling of terror, there's the feeling of suspense, and, you know... Oh, they nailed it, man. They nailed the horror elements in this film very, very well. Um, I don't know if I give Josh Boone full credit for that. Probably will because he's the director. Good job, dude, because nailed. Nailed it. I don't care what anybody else says. To me, that's how I felt. They nailed the horror elements, which great positive that film. And, you know, I thought the story was really good. Uh, again, it's, you know, mutants, young mutants coming to the realization that they are mutants instead of just regular humans and they're, you know, they're like, they're kids. They're basically, like, what, teenagers. They didn't really go into what their age was. As far as I remember, they didn't really go into their ages. But, I mean, you look at you look at them, they're, like, basically teenagers coming up with the idea of how are they going to deal with this life now. They're already teenagers dealing with things. And now they're teenagers. Yeah, you know what? They're over 13 because once you hit 13, you do the mutation thing. Booyah! So, um, I think that's right. I don't know. That's what it seems. I remember them mentioning 13 in the film. So, um. So yeah, that's basically, they're coming to their powers, and it's just it's a story of following all these separate people from separate backgrounds coming together in one facility. Um, so you got the horror elements, there's moments in the film where you can kind of pick up on other films if you're like a cinemaphile, like myself, like um, there's feelings of the film like The Breakfast Club. There's definitely a scene in the film that reminded me very much of The Breakfast Club. There's a scene in the film that reminded me of Jurassic Park, which is always a win because that's my all-time favorite film. But, you know, there you go. So I thought the horror elements was great. That's a strong positive story. Good story. Was it the greatest story in the world? No. But it was a good enough story. And I'm going to be honest with you, with the exception of Logan, this is now my uh, favorite 20th century mutants film, if you will, because, I mean, Logan is just high quality stuff. But after that, I think this is the best film that's been released following around in the, the mutant X-Men stuff, if you will. So, I mean, yeah. So basically that's how I feel about the movie. It's just a straightforward it's it's a horror film, you know, I 100%, it's not a gory horror film, but it is friggin' good, <laughs> you know, it's a suspenseful horror film, if you will, let me see, how do they have this thing categorized, they have it as a horror fantasy, 100%, horror fantasy is exactly right, um, so yeah, I absolutely enjoyed the film, glad I saw it in theaters, um, 
And again, it's not like one of those things where I was highly anticipating it. I took time to really reflect. And I enjoyed the film from start to almost finished. The ending, I completely get the ending. And I'm completely fine with the ending. Would I have liked a better ending? Sure. You know, we all have that with certain films. But it did not ruin the film by any means. I thought the ending they get, they did do, again, in hindsight. Because when I first saw the ending in theaters, I'm like, okay. That's how we're ending it. But all right, fine, whatever. Um... Now, a couple days in hindsight and thinking about it, good ending. Perfectly fine ending for the film. Uh, because this was supposed to be the start of... There's supposed to be a sequel. There's supposed to be a credit scene. There's not a credit scene in this film, by the way. There's supposed to be a credit scene. There's supposed to be another film. Now, of course, like I said, with Disney purchasing 20th Century Fox and no idea what Disney's doing mutant-wise, we don't know what the future holds for these characters. If there's any future at all. But, but yeah... Other than the ending, the ending was the only part of that movie that I felt meh about. Other than that, I enjoyed everything else. I thought they did a great job, and I 100% uh, enjoyed it. So casting-wise, I didn't 100% enjoy it, 90% because of the ending. Whatever, you know what I get. Hindsight, I like the ending, so you know what? I didn't 100% enjoy it. Shut up. <laughs> Nonetheless, casting, we had the amazing. I've become a huge fan. You remember in an early episode, I talked about the film Emma which is a film I absolutely randomly picked up to watch one day and just absolutely enjoyed and loved and is still my favorite film of 2020. It came out in 2020. It's my favorite film of 2020 still. Uh, the New Mutants will go into second place. Um, yeah, I'll put The New Mutants in second place right now for 2020 films. And I'm not overselling it. I absolutely, like I said, I absolutely enjoyed the movie. But Anya, Ta Anya Taylor-Joy plays Majik in the film. Thought she did a fantastic job as Majik. She did, uh, she's an incredible actress. I think she's reached the point of being in my top 10 favorite actresses list for sure because uh, she is one of my favorite people that I've watched in recent films and I completely enjoy what she's been doing in the films. I don't know what that random background noise was just then, but I started talking loud. Sorry if I was too loud in your ears. But um, yes, Anya Taylor-Joy, fantastic in the film. Loved her portrayal. Um, her portrayal. <laughs> Loved uh, what she did with Majik. Um... Kind of a very cocky character, but, you know, she played it off very well. She's a talented actress, definitely the future of films. Uh, Macy Williams, who we know, of course, from Game of Thrones, in the film as well, thought she was great. She was so good, because normally, this is a strike difference from what we normally see with her. She was, of course, Arya Stark in Game of Thrones. Badass, right? In this film, she's playing a different character. Completely sure. She's like a religious uh, character in the film, and, you know, she does good. My dog's barked in the background. He agrees. Macy Williams is great. It's kind of funny because Macy Williams' character turns into like a werewolf. <laughs> um, werewolf dog, whatever way you want to go with it. But she was great in the film. Um, Charlie Heaton, who we know as, of course, Jonathan Byers in The Greatest Show of All Time on Netflix. Um, the Greatest Netflix Show of All Time. Stranger Things. He was really good. He's playing a southern dude. Great southern accent. He was awesome in the film. Um, Blue Hunt plays Daniela Moon. I know I'm messing that name up. <laughs> um, da, 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 why am I messing her name up so bad right now? Whatever. She plays Daniela. I don't know why I'm freaking blanking on her name. You know what? I know why I'm blanking on her name because I'm me and that's what I do. Um, she played Daniela. She's like the first. She's the first girl we meet in the film. Right. And this is my first introduction to her, by the way, which isn't surprising because looking at her filmography, she was only in one movie before this. Daniela Moonstar. Why did I struggle so hard with that? Um, she plays Daniela Moonstar on the New Mutants. 
a relatively new actress. She's been acting since 2015. It looks like she's in the film 2015. Uh, since then, this is, New Mutants is the first film she's done since then. And she's had appearances on TV shows, it seems. But other than that, New Mutants is the big breakout for her. And I thought she was really good in the film, for sure. Uh, we have Henry Zaga as Sunspot. Uh, he kind of cocky, rich boy. Um, he was good. He was all right in the film. And then we have Alice Barga, who plays Cecilia Reyes. Cecilia Reyes, who is the the uh, the doctor, if you will, at the secret facility. And she was great as well. So the cast, cast did a great job. I have no problems with the cast. You know, I enjoyed the New Mutants. Absolutely enjoyed it. You know, I mean, right now it's looking like it's got a 5.7 on IMDb out of 10. 33% of Rotten Tomatoes. I don't agree with that at all. Um, and then a four out of five on Facebook. Good job, Facebook. Um, so yeah, overall, I enjoyed the new mutants. I thought what the, uh, what they gave us was worth, well worth the two year wait. Um, big ups and I don't want to keep repeating myself, but the horror elements, so good, so good horror elements, great cast. You know, it kind of makes me sad that maybe we won't see them again. Cause I thought, I thought all of them were great, man. And you know, that's just, what a movie, you know? What a movie. I absolutely enjoyed it. Um, so, getting into what I was going to talk about earlier. Box office and all that. So, the film made roughly $7 million over the weekend. And that doesn't seem like big, huge numbers, right? That's, of course, happening to people who forget that we are living in a time now where people are worried about going to movie theaters. And even without that, without that worry, movie theaters are not running at full capacity. They're running at a limited capacity where they can only let a limited amount of people. So much so, when I got my ticket through the Regal app, when I bought my ticket, the two seats on my right and the two seats on my left immediately went away because of social distancing. So obviously, they can't fit too many people in theaters at this point in time. So obviously, they're not going to be making a whole lot of money. $7 million honestly seems like a lot of money for a film that's releasing at a limited capacity in a world where people are worried about going to the theaters. So all these people who are talking crap and saying, oh, the movie must not have been that good. Oh, the movie must not have sucked. Must have sucked. You know, uh, didn't make all that much money. Shut up and realize the world you're living in right now and realize that movie theaters cannot run at full capacity because of everything that's going on. So the fact the movie even made any money is a big deal. So, so anybody who sees that, don't take that with any belief whatsoever it's just haters being haters as always the movie is really good you know all things considered the movie is really good if you love horror movies you're gonna love it if you love um suspense movies so you're gonna love it it's just it's all that stuff man and it's just i enjoyed it i thoroughly 100% enjoyed it i'm gonna buy it as soon as i can on blu-ray because i loved it i had a great time with it and honestly i've been thinking about going to see it again um if i don't see tenant this week I will go see New Mutants again. I thought it was that good. So yes, New Mutants 100% gets a um, a like from me. A like? No, actually, no. It gets a love from me. Um, I'm trying to come up with a new reaching because pass can be taken two different ways. As in, it passes as in good or it passes as in don't watch it. Um, new Mutants definitely see it for sure. I thought it was enjoyable. Um, it's, it fits great on the big screen. So just know going into it, it's not like an Avengers movie, if you will. It's it's more story than it is special effects, if that makes sense. It's more horror than it is CGI. <laughs> you know, it's great feel, good story, 
awesome cast. New Mutants is a movie worth seeing, if you ask me, and I'm so glad I did see it. Alright, and let's cue up that beautiful music in the background so I can head on out. That's right, I say cue up to myself because I'm the only one working on this show. <laughs> Nonetheless, awesome music going in the background. I thank you so much for joining me again this week. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Hope you liked my uh, review of New Mutants. I hope it gets you out to see the New Mutants. Um, let me know what you felt about the New Mutants as well. On Twitter at review underscore it rub. Hope to hear from you. Again, thank you so much for joining me. I appreciate you uh, taking the time to listen to me ramble about movies and talk about the thing I love. Uh, I will, of course, be back next week with a new review. Be it tenant, be it host. Who knows? Tune in next week. We will figure this out together. Um, but thank you so much for joining me. Remember that happiness can be found even in the darkest of times if one remembers to turn on the light. Thank you. Thank you for joining me this week. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get updates on all new episodes. As well, follow me on Twitter at review underscore it underscore Rob. Stay tuned for more adventures.